What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to another episode of the Two Guys from Jersey podcast. On this week's show, the postseason is here, but Paul and I are sad because the Yankees are at home. But we'll still preview all the playoff games, wrap up the Yankees' season, and open our preseason prediction envelope to see how well we predicted the season way back in April. Thanks for being here. Hope you enjoy the show. Let's do it, Polly. What's up, baby? Ilbian. Hey, Paul. I, I'm holding in my hand the infamous inaugural prediction envelope. Oh, wow. From 2023. That's great. I'm not going to have uh, to rip it open because it didn't seal, but <laughs> I didn't open it and cheat until this moment right now. If you well, recall. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if how we pre- did, Paul. See if all your predictions are right. Then we'll 20, 2023 predictions right now. Uh, we both predicted the Yankees would make the playoffs. That didn't happen. More to come on that. Stay tuned. <laughs> where where should we start, Paul? Let's start with a fun one. For some reason, where did we start? The, for some reason, the first prediction we made was what would the Blue Jays home run prop be? That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we said like, uh, well, yeah, what was it? A, I don't remember. What was it? What is it? I don't well, even. That's. You want to know something funny about that? They got rid of a home run celebration altogether this year. They don't have any prop. They don't put like a jacket on because we were making fun of their stupid jacket, right? Yeah. And their manager was like, we got rid of it. We thought it was fun and great, but we wanted to kind of our team to go to the next level, act like we've been there before. Yeah. So they actually didn't have one. Interesting. Which I'm guessing neither of us predicted that was going to happen. So, no, your prediction was a giant necktie. <laughs> okay, it wasn't that. And mine was a WWE-style belt. Which the Yankees used, but not in the dugout, but they would give it to different players after the games. Yeah, because they're not cool enough to do something in the dugout because they're a bunch of old, boring <laughs> players. Yeah, they can't let anyone else know the, they're having fun out right. there. This hey, this game's not fun, guys. This game's not fun. It's all business. Knock it off. Stop having fun. Keep losing. <laughs> Prediction okay, two, so Paul. Prediction o, two. Over for, for one. Over one. one. It's a real Josh Donaldson at bat going on right now. 
<laughs> Aaron Judge home run numbers, Paul. Oh, uh, yeah, we were probably way off. Uh, do you remember your prediction on Aaron Judge home run numbers for 2023? I believe I predicted that he would hit one more home run than he did last year. That is correct. You predicted 63 home runs, a bold <laughs> prediction, if you will, to break his own American League record. Uh, so that was off. He hit 37 home runs. I predicted 51, still off. So well, what was he on? What was he on pace for? For if he played a whole season, that's what I'm curious. Uh, 87 home runs. I mean, <laughs> the fact that he hit 37 home runs in 106 games with a toe that is very badly injured um, is saying something. So what did he miss? So we, what did he play? He missed a third of the season. Uh, almost, well, almost the third 50 something games. Yeah. About that. Right. He played, he played 106 games out of 162. Right. So let's say he was going to play a hundred and last year he played 157 games. So what did he miss? A hundred and fifty. Right. He missed 50 games. So, I'm not good at math. I was just going to say, and math, and he would have hit more home runs. Right. Than he did. Yeah. It would have been, I'll I tell you what, it would have been close. I bet you it would have been close. It would have been close to, he would have hit 50 probably. Yeah. Um, it's, wasn't he third in the American League in home runs or something? Or he, Let's see where he was at. He was. Which is uh, pretty amazing. He was. This is not what I need. That's for some reason the postseason stats, regular season stats for home runs. He was American League. He was fourth behind That's pretty impressive. Shohei, Adalis Garcia, Robert Jr., and then Aaron Judge. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty None good. of neither neither of us predicted thirty seven though. No. No, so that is 0 for 2. Okay. Um, next is the number of Josh Doddleson strikeouts, which is tough because he didn't play a lot of the year. That's true. So I feel like this number is going to be skewed quite a bit. Um, I said 167. You said... You might have got there. <laughs> You, you said um, 123. Uh, okay. He had 50 in 50 games total for, for the Yankees and the Brewers. So I feel like either one, if he just kept playing, he would have hit the number. If he, well, he would add, he would add 162, right? Right. I mean, he, whatever amount of games he played, he would have kept striking out. So that was a tough one. But uh, 0 for 3. Okay. Uh, so then we made some very bold predictions. We'll go there later, but okay. we have our awards predictions and these are awful. These are terrible. So well, they haven't announced the awards yet, but I'm guessing they're so I'm, bad. I'm pretty sure lose. that we're going to, we're going to not have them. Let's start with the Cy Young, Paul. My Cy Young pick for the American league was Shane McClanahan. Oh, okay. That's not I mean, that, that bad of a pick. If he didn't get hurt, you might have been in the running. There. Yeah, yeah, you know. But he's not going to win the Cy Young. No, but he was really good when he was on the field. He was. He had a good season. Uh, but, uh, I mean, he pitched like 12 games. Uh, no, I mean, I guess he pitched more than that. He pitched like 20 games, but not All right. not Cy Young. Do you he's, remember yeah, your pick winning. for the Cy Young? American League Cy Young? Yeah. 
No, I don't. Actually, looking at this, you might get one right. You picked Shohei Otani to win the Cy Young. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to win it. I don't think he's going to win the Cy Young. NL Cy Young, you picked Justin Verlander, who now <laughs> pitches in the American <laughs> League. <laughs> <laughs> Does it count if he wins it? In I mean, I I would count it, Paul. If he wins but, this uh, yeah. Cy Young Award for the <laughs> Texas Rangers, I'm counting it. I'm saying it count. I picked Corbin Burns, who okay. at times has been great, but definitely not Cy Young caliber. He's getting getting a little bit beat up tonight by the old D backs. I um, saw that. Lots of home runs out there. Getting getting a little snake bit. Um, but you know, pitched to a high three ERA this year. So I don't think he's winning. Right, you picked out. him. Be- you picked him because of revenge. You I really did. Gonna, I really because did. You thought he was going to seek revenge on the brewers because of arbitration. Right. They, they really put the screws to him for like, you know, $700,000 uh, in arbitration. I mean, he had 200 strikeouts. He had a really good whip. He just wasn't, you know, he had a high ERA, gave up a lot of home runs. Well, I think this was all part of his revenge is now losing to the Diamondbacks on purpose. <laughs> so that he can go sign with him. <laughs> so the next year he can sign with the Diamondbacks. I mean, he's a free take, agent, right? Take that Brewers. How do you like that fella? Uh, our MVP picks are amazingly awful. I picked, I picked Juan Soto to be the MVP who ended up having a decent year. Yes. He came on really strong in September, dude. He'll probably, he, I mean, he'll he's get some probably, votes. He might get some votes, but that he, wasn't that bad of a pick. Right. But he's not going to win it's the not, he's not going to win the MVP. It's not as bad as Justin Verlander for Cy Young. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember who you picked for NL MVP? Um It's a great pick. Nick Senzel. <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, fellow Padre. Yeah. Yeah, I think also probably a revenge pick. Um, I'm assuming, you know, I mean, 250, 25 home runs, 30 steals. I mean, went 25, 25, which nowadays, I guess, you know, bench players do that. Right. But an interesting pick. Nonetheless, I don't think anyone's beating Acuna Jr. I guess when we make our, our educated guesses later, I'm, I was just the walking wounded because my NL, my AL MVP pick was Mike Trout. Uh, so I yeah. have, I have like the Madden curse going on for my picks. If I pick you next year, just get ready. Call the train. <laughs> You're not going to play many games. Just go on the IL. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. But you picked Shohei Otani to win the MVP. I think he actually might win the AL MVP. I think he might too. Who else is going to win it? I mean, he's got to be the front runner. Yeah. I mean, just because of the pitching you know, he missed a month of the, the last month of the season, but I mean, I think I saw something earlier that he's like the odds on favorite to win it. Like the betting favorite anyway. I mean, I honestly off the top of my head, can't even think of someone else who might win it. Like, I don't even know who would be second in those. I mean, he lead, he had the most home runs. He's like top five in RBIs. Um, well, I guess like Corey, that... Cor- Corey Seager, but he was like hurt a lot or like, yeah, I think Corey Seager like barely even qualifies for like batting he, average, right? He was out a long time. I mean, like Yandy Diaz has a super high batting average, but 
But he doesn't pitch. <laughs> right. Oh, do you pitch? Oh, you don't also pitch? Then no. Yeah. Then get oh, off my lawn. Man, you had a great season. You had almost as many home runs as me. I, I mean, I had 20 more than you and 20 more RBS. How was your pitching season? Oh, you didn't pitch at all. Okay. Then I'll, I'll just go ahead and take the MVP. Thanks. I appreciate Thank you, though. Oh, you, Thanks for consideration. Oh, you didn't have 200 strikeouts? Right. Okay. Yeah, right. So our bold predictions, Paul, I think these were actually somewhat better. Uh, You you predicted Jacob DeGrom would get hurt on opening day. That was was so close. I was really close. Was it his second start? start? I think he made like one start, right? I think he made made that start and then he made another one, which he left with like forearm discomfort or right. something. And that's it. Right? I, right? He, he, he did not play after that. I'm not wrong about that. I think he made two starts this year. It was either, it was either two or three, but I was really close on that. Yeah. I don't think he played much at all. Right. What is this baseball reference is telling me he started six games. He pitched 30 innings. Okay. So it we, felt, it felt, it felt, it like, felt less. like less felt like opening day. Yeah. I mean, six games opening day. It's all the same. Yeah. So, he didn't get out of the first month of the season. Listen, that's close enough for such a bold prediction. You get a little leeway. Okay, I get it there. I get a half a point. I'm giving. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving you the whole point. All right. All my, right. My bold prediction was neither Josh Donaldson or Aaron Hicks would be on the Yankees at the end of the season. Dude, you nailed that. Nailed it. Now Dude, both of them, both of them are playing in the playoffs for a different. I was just going to say. You should have said. You should have predicted also that both of them would actually start hitting once they left the Yankees. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, they'd both. Josh Donaldson, I think, has like two hits tonight. Got like five home runs since joining the uh, the the Brewers. Did you hear that story on a side note about him though? No. Joining the Brewers. I think uh, Rowdy Telez told the story over his interview. I I now know what you're talking about, but go ahead and tell the story. It's a good one. Cause he played with them in Toronto. Right. And like, he came into the clubhouse and was just a complete D bag to everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds and about like, right. Rowdy Telez was like, you're going to treat people like that. Even like people who were your teammates. And he was basically like, uh, like, don't you know who I am? Yeah. He, he like didn't introduce himself to any of the players. Yeah. And I guess Rowdy Telez said something like, Oh, do you want to introduce yourself to all the, all your new teammates? And he said, they know who I am. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) Okay. Josh (laughs) bringer of rain 20 (laughs) to go sit down. Yeah. Yeah. They know who I am. Okay. They know who I am. Okay, buddy. Yeah. Here we go. In the New York post, um, Josh Donaldson joined the Brewers. Uh, acting as if he was still an MVP caliber player, not the massive disappointment who wore pinstripe these past two years. This is from Matt E. Halt. Uh, Brewers first baseman Rowdy Tellez, who played with Donaldson on the Blue Jays in 2018, detailed how Donaldson introduced himself to his new team. He came in the clubhouse and walked straight by, and I was like, hey, along with a couple of other words after that, when you walk in the cup, cup when you walk in the clubhouse, you introduce yourself to your new teammates. Tell us said on foul territory. I guess that's a show. It's like a podcast or something. And Donaldson goes, everyone knows who I am. And then I was like, 
yeah, hey, and when you see a former teammate, you say what's up. And he was like, hey, are you on the seafood diet? And I was like, yeah, good one. Seafood, eat food, beat you to it, fuck off. (laughs) Donaldson is known for being a polarizing teammate, which is what an asshole, man. What an absolute jerk. Wow. That is crazy. It's like not surprising. Like I could tell just by looking at Josh Donaldson's face that he would do that. Right. So it's bad enough. He doesn't introduce himself to his new teammates. Right. And And then then he calls out his former teammate for being overweight and uses a third grade joke. We're on the seafood diet, seafood, (laughs) eat food. Like you don't even have like at least you're, I mean, what's Josh Donaldson? 36 years old. At least be like, yo, dude, you're fat. Get in shape. Like, right. Uh, hey, you want to see food? Bah, open your mouth. Like, come on, dude. Like, you're just being a, a you're being an, an ass and you're being corny. Well, it's like they know who I am. Yeah, they do. You're the guy who was MVP a decade ago and can't hit anymore. Right. They know who you are. Yes. Right. They, right. That's who you are. And then you make a goofy joke that doesn't conform with the whole they know who I am persona. I know. Like, I that's know. like a Mark Canna joke, you know? Yeah. Yeah, good good clubhouse guy. Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Did the Yankees bring him in for like for the clubhouse? Yeah, to to toughen up the place. Yeah, they needed a little bit they needed a little bit of an edge. Yeah. That's that's that that was good. Their fat players weren't getting made fun of enough. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we got a couple guys who are a little too comfortable being fat, Josh. What we need you to come in here and do is just really lay into them. Like oh so you want like Get them in shape, have them work out. No, 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 no. We want you to make corny jokes about their diet. <laughs> All right, Skip, you got it, baby. And uh, just awkwardly walk in. Don't introduce yourself. Nothing. Just, just show up one day. Just, you're just here now. They know who you are. They know who you are. You know. So we'll skip our World Series predictions till the end. But okay. Your next prediction was that Chris. These are bold predictions. Remember. These are not, uh, you know. I think we, I think we can call them inaccurate predictions <laughs> at this point. <laughs> was that Chris Bryant would win the NL batting title? I don't think that happens. Chris Bryant batted two seventy six. He actually batted a lot higher than I thought he would. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. He batted two thirty three. <laughs> <laughs> he batted two thirty three. Chris Bryant played eighty games. I mean, he had three hundred at bats. He batted two thirty three. Yes. That's horrible. In yes. course field. In course field. 276 is his career batting average. So 233 okay. is by far a career low for, you know. I want to say that was at least 100 points below the league leader, right? Luis Arez probably batted 330. Luis Arez won the um the batting title and I think he hit he hit 354. Right. So only 120 yeah. points off the mark. Yeah. Acuna hit 337 while also hitting 41 home runs. So and stealing 70 bases. Right. Chris Bryant could only manage 10 home runs in Coors Field. Wow, he uh, got bad. I think he's still he signed through 2028 for 182 million dollars. Not great. Not it, it's good work if you can get it. <laughs> um I had the prediction that uh, Pete Alonzo would not lead the Mets in home runs. I believe he did. 
I'm pretty sure he did. But <laughs> else, oh, I'm, I'm guessing Francisco Alvarez was second. Uh, but I think they also traded every player that could have contended for that chance. Uh, he, but I mean, he was third in the whole league in home runs. So uh, actually, Francisco Lindor was second. Is that what you said? Or you said Alvarez? I said Alvarez. Yeah, I mean, Francisco Lindor quietly hit 31 home runs. And 31 stolen bases. He had a 30-30 season while batting 254 with 98 RBIs. Did you know that he had such a great season? You know what? No, but as someone who had Francisco Lindor on a fantasy team, it's it almost reminds me of like Giancarlo Stanton's stats sometimes. Not this year because they were a dumpster fire, <laughs> but like other times. But like last year, you would look at his numbers and you'd be like, oh, you had 30 home runs. You drove in 90 runs. But then you when you watched him every day, yeah. like none, not a single one of those home runs or RBIs meant anything. Yeah, yeah, ever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're just like empty stats. Right. It's 9-2 in so, the seventh and he hits a three-run home run to make it, you know, 9-6. Yeah, or it's yeah. a, it, or even worse, it's the ninth inning and he makes it 9-6. Right, or they're losing 10-1 <laughs> and he hits right. a three-run home run any, off of any, And he pimps it, you know, and you're like, dude. Now it's nine to five, and they're pitching some right. kid who just came up from AAA. Good job. And I and I feel like Lindor is like that too. You know, it's it just seems like if you play every day and you have that talent, you'll just knock in ninety runs. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he had six hundred. He, he had six hundred at bats. He scored a hundred and eight yeah. runs, but like he had a hundred and fifty hits. That's not a lot of hits. For that many yeah. at bats, right? I mean, no. he, yeah, he had 31 home runs, 98 RBIs, 31 steals. I mean, that's a that's a good season. It is on but paper, like, right? That's what that, that's a good point, man. But obviously, even once the team was all together, they weren't winning. No, you know? no, they have him signed for a long time too. Yeah, eight more years now. Yeah, through 2031, 341 million. With an M dollars. Yeah, that's that was a horrible contract. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you predicted the A's would lose more games than anyone ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was that was that you was, were close, like, man. They, they were on pace for a minute there. They were. They did finish with seventy three wins. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, with fifty wins. They were 50 and 112. I think they had to go, what, 40 and 120? So, yeah, so 10, 10 games, man. Like a couple of games a month here or there that you had them. I think they beat the Yankees a handful of times. Thanks a lot. <sighs> Thanks a lot, Yanks. Thanks a lot. I mean, the Royals were pushing them for a while there, but they finished six games above them. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Did you see this story? You know how everyone was giving Miguel Cabrera like gifts to end his career? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the a- the A's uh, gave him like a ninety dollar bottle of wine. <laughs> They're like, look at this crap! Like, it was like literally like grocery store wine. <laughs> like, <laughs> this sums up the Oakland A's in one picture. It was it, it was, a bo- it was boxed wine. <laughs> it's <was> Boone's Farm. <laughs> like, it was like two players that nobody knows. Standing at home plate, giving a legendary player a grocery store bottle of white wine, and that like you know was it was it was it still in the brown bag? <laughs> you know, when you Google image search it, it's like for sale at every Harris Teeter and freaking <laughs> you know uh, Shoprite you could find. It's like off the shelf wine. Like you know, Billy Bean was like, "Oh shit, Cabrera is coming today. What do we got? I got some wine out in my car. Go get it. Wrap it up in a ribbon or something. We got some Gatorade. We got some Big League Chew. Uh, we just thought you'd like stuff, stuff that you know that you like. That's always around. Remind you of baseball. Here's some bubble gum and a, and a bottle of wine. You know, he was like, "Look at these assholes." He probably gave it to his his Uber driver at the end of the night. Uh, you, you want a bottle of wine? It's a it's a bottle of Boone's Farm signed by Estuary Ruiz. Here you go. <laughs> and the guy said, "Who?" Yeah. <laughs> My bold prediction was that the Arizona Diamondbacks would have more wins than the St. Louis Cardinals. You, well, you got that one. I did. But I mean, for a while there it was a little iffy. Cardinals ended up with seventy-one wins. Diamondbacks at eighty-four. So we got that one, baby. That was a good one. That was a good one, man. Just in April, that was kind of like, really? Yeah, the Diamondbacks? Who were the Diamondbacks? So this is the first time in 30 years that neither the Yankees, Cardinals, or Red Sox are in the postseason. I saw that. Yeah. I mean, it'll it'll be interesting to see how the uh, ratings play out. Like, are people watching the games? I mean, the Twins-Blue Jays... Series. It was a good game today, but it's got no juice, man. Since it with Rangers Rays. Well, and plus they put it on at three o'clock on a Tuesday. Like, I would just like, what if it was like Twins Marlins World Series? Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, would yeah. anyone watch? And we're here for game one of the World Series, and there's 2,200 <laughs> screaming fans. <laughs> Yeah, especially like playing outdoors in Minnesota yeah. in November, like that'd be a good time. For the first time ever, you'd have like giveaways, like "Hey, free World Series tickets <laughs> to the first five thousand people that reply to this email." Um, <laughs> there'd just be nobody there, you know. It's just that I hate watching games at Tampa Bay, and I hate watching games in the Blue Jays Stadium. Hate it. It's not indoor stuff because the Brewers have an indoor stadium. The Diamondbacks stadium's indoors. The Marlins are indoors. Those two stadiums are terrible places to watch a game. I don't like the Marlins either. Yeah, it's not it's not as bad, but you're you're not wrong. You know, it's like it's like dark and like the other mm. ones that you mentioned are still like bright. Yeah, that one's always just like dingy and dark. It's- well, the Blue Jays like it has the the ability to open the roof, but it seems like they never do. 
And then when they do, it's like blaring sun that you can't even see anything. It's like one or the other. You predicted, Paul, that there would be no no no-hitters all year. I didn't get that one right. You did not. You did not. There was a perfect game. (laughs) There was, by an alcoholic. (laughs) By a wife-beating alcoholic. (laughs) Drinking Boone's Farm. I should have predicted that. There will be a perfect game by a wife-beating alcoholic. I mean, if you did that, I, I mean, back up the truck, baby. Go to Vegas. Let's go. Go to Vegas. So what was so Herman was one. Was there? Trying to think who the other. I think there was a combined no hitter. There's a couple. There's a combined no hitter. Somebody else had a no hitter. Um, Let's see. Christian Javier had a no hitter. Oh, that's right. He almost had a perfect game. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Christian Javier had one. I'm looking it up now. Yeah, Domingo Herman, Jason Foley. Oh, that was combined. So there's only three. Ma- Michael Lorenzen. Oh, that's right. Lorenzen. Oh, not Christian. Uh, Framber Val- Valdez had it. Not Christian Javier. Right, right, right. And Domingo Herman. And then Detroit had three com- combined no hitters. Oh, no. Those are the three pitchers. That pitchers. So there was, only, there was only four total, which is low. Wasn't there like seven last year? It was definitely less than it was. Yeah, way less. I thought maybe because of the shift that that would. Yeah. So uh, last year there was a ton, a ton more. One, two, three, four. Well, last year there was five. Wow. Mm, yep. Just another inaccurate prediction. <laughs> The year before that, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There was nine in 2021. Wow. Uh, it's <clears> funny because I watched, I was showing my son Derek Jeter's last home game at Yankee Stadium, like the highlights from it. Yeah. And um, Jason McCann, no, Brian McCann, right? Brian McCann, that was the catcher's name? Brian McCann. Yeah, yeah Brian McCann, yeah. Um, hit a ball like into the shift. And I was like, I forgot about that. Like, it's weird how like one season you already like, Oh yeah. Like he had a rocket to right field and there was a, the second baseman was standing 40 feet into the outfield and caught it on a hop and throw him out of first base. Yeah. <clears throat> how different the game is. I mean, I, I'm so glad they don't have the shift anymore. So and it's glad. weird because the announcer, I think it was um, Bob Costas. When he hit it, he was like, oh, it's a base hit. Then he was like, oh, actually, it's not. Like, I'm used to calling that a base hit. But nowadays, there's a fielder there. So, like, <laughs> at, at, at that point, it was, like, just starting. Like, the shifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's funny. Like, now it's already gone. But I mean, you know, there's – I don't have the data, but I'm assuming batting averages are up a little bit this year, right? Batting averages were definitely up. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember the exact statistic, <clears throat> but they were definitely up. Uh, so the last one before our World Series pick is I predicted a two-parter. The stolen base leader of the league would have over sixty, which they did. Oh yeah, yeah. But then I predicted that twenty players would have over thirty stolen bases. <clears throat> you had to have gotten that right. Um, counting right now. 
18 guys did. So I just oh. missed it. I just missed it. Last year, six guys had over 30. So that's how much stolen bases increased. So 18 had over 30. Then one guy had 9, 29, and then two guys had 28. So it was close. Uh, you were way off. I was way off. <laughs> way off. That's a pretty good prediction. But like three people had more than 50. So stolen bases were way, way, way up. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> do you remember your World Series pick, Paul? I do, and neither of them made the playoffs. Right. Although they were both like creeping at the end, and I was like, this could be, maybe this will happen, but yeah, you I think pick- I, I Padres Mariners. You picked Padres Mariners. Mariners are in it right to the very end. Even the Padres like didn't get actually eliminated until like Friday. Yeah, it was like the very last day yeah. uh, or last weekend. So I yeah. picked Braves Astros, and my teams are still in it. Um, yeah, so both got a buy. Yeah. I mean, you know, looking no, good. That's good, dude. I mean, the, um, I don't think that I, I didn't think I, I don't think I believe the Braves were this dominant, but. Right, like that probably looks like more predictable now than it did in April. Right. I mean, um, and I hate picking so the Astros, but goodness grief, you know. Major MLB.com has that like bracket you could fill out. You win like $50,000 if you win. Yeah. And um, me and my son filled it out today, and that we actually have Braves Astros. Well, he has Braves Astros. Yeah. So it could happen. I'm hoping. Um, so let's revisit it, Paul. Now that we are we're educated, quickly. Edumacated. Edumacated. <laughs> so if we're if we're going MVP, who who's going to win the AL MVP? I think it's going to be a, it's got to be Otani. I I think so as well. I mean, I don't see how anyone else can win it. I really don't. Because because I say I think if you look at it as though he didn't miss a month of the season and just look at the stats, he'd still win. <laughs> You right. know, I think it, your perception gets skewed because he didn't finish the season. But if you just looked at the stats and said whose stats are better than his hitting stats and his pitching stats in the American League, the answer is nobody. I mean, he has the highest OPS. I mean, I'm a big OPS guy. Um, I think he led. Did he lead the league? Yeah, he led the league in home runs. He had 95 RBIs. He hit 304. Still stole twenty bases, yeah, four twelve on base percentage, which led which led the American League. Um, scored one hundred and two runs. I mean, and he missed time. And the people above him, I mean, I know there's two Texas guys, Simeon and Garcia, but I don't know. I just can't. <clears throat> but he also pitched, though. Right, and that's the thing. And then he also pitched. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, like you to have me, to, no brainer. You have to put that factor in there that he and I think we talked also about this pitched at the beginning of the year, which is last year it took something like Judge doing something that no one really has ever done since Roger Maris, right, to get that award away from him. Right, he was the runner-up last year, right? And I think you could make an argument that he should have won it last year too. I mean, the only reason Judge won it is because he broke that record. Right. Cause he won it in 2021. Correct. Shohei Otani. Yeah. 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 
I mean, and we said this, like he should legitimately win it every year if he's pitching and hitting. Right. Because there's nobody more valuable than you. Right. Because you're really good at both of those things. Like, what did we say? Last year he finished. Last year he finished at the top like three or four in home runs and strikeouts or something or (laughs) right in in, in home runs and ERA or something ridiculous like that. And he didn't win the MVP. I mean, right. So when you have a season where you just have a, a regular hitter, you know, like Yandy Diaz going up against him. I mean, it's not even close to me. I agree. I agree. I think the NL is the same way. I don't know how you don't give it to Ronald Acuna jr. Yeah, I and up until a week ago, they're still talking about I don't know, like who's it going to be? Bets, Mookie right. Bets, or I mean, Mookie Bets is having a great year, but it's a, a a year that other people have had before. Nobody's had a year like Ronald Acuna's ever had. Yeah, had ever had. You know, we we talk about this ad nauseum. I don't, I don't get the WAR stat. I don't get it. Nobody does. Mookie Bets has a higher WAR than Acuna. So Ronald Acuna Jr. has more at-bats, more runs, more hits, a higher batting average, five less doubles, three more triples, more home runs, one less RBI, more total bases, 16 less walks, but less strikeouts, 60 more stolen bases, a higher on-base percentage, a higher slugging percentage and a higher OPS, but somehow he has a lower war. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand that. I, I mean, uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. No. Well, the only thing I can think of is that war does war is, is there a war for hitting and fielding or is they, did they combine I, them together? I think there's a different thing for that. Right. Like there's like run saved or something, right? That's a, right. Save. That's a whole different thing, I believe. Because if you're taking defense out of it, then it, I don't understand it. Like Mookie Betts is a, like probably one of the greatest fielders who's ever lived. Right. Because he can play shortstop, second base, <clears throat> and every outfield spot. Because there's like, a D war, a defensive win above replacement. Like Gabriel Moreno has the highest D war. Like D war is like all it's all catchers essentially, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't I don't think they weigh that too much. Then it, then it doesn't make any sense, right? It makes zero, you know, because like Juan Soto is eighth. So if if they're criticizing defense, Juan Soto doesn't belong anywhere up there, right? Right, because he stinks at defense, you know. I don't, I don't get how he's, it's that close. I think it's one of those things where they just have to have a conversation about it. Instead of, yeah. Instead of being because, like, hey, this is over. Like, let's be realistic. The guy, the, the, the guy went 40, 70. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? It's not, well, yeah, it's not he even in, close. He, he invented 40, 60, and 40, 70. Right. Right. While, while also hitting 337. Like that, he didn't do a Schwarber where he's hitting 150, but it's you know 40 something home runs. He, he's hitting 337. Everyone's talking about, oh, Kyle Schwarber, what a great season because he, you know, he he walked 
126 times and has 47 home runs. Who cares if he hits 197? Well, Acuna has amazing numbers and hit 337. I, it, yeah. I'll stop watching baseball if he doesn't win it. Nah, he's going to win it. He's yeah. Win it. All right. Cy Young, Paul. I mean, it seems like everyone thinks Garrett Cole's winning it for the, for the AO. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I, I wouldn't make the argument if there was any argument to make of a, I'm a big believer in like your team didn't win anything. Right. But there's not anyone on a good team that's comparable. Like Kevin Goffsman like <laughs> led the Amer- led the American League in strikeouts. Right. So it's like, oh, maybe he'll win it, and he's on a playoff team. But now you look at the rest of his numbers, and they're not anywhere near. Yeah. I mean, like Chris Bassett, Kevin Gaussman, but they're not like you said; they're not comparable. You know, Framber Valdez. Like in terms of quality starts, they don't compare. I mean, the last, like, five starts of the year, Garrett Cole was, like, unhittable. Oh, literally almost unhittable. If the Yankees were playing for anything, it would have secured uh, a big-time spot. It's a shame because they probably wasted one of the best seasons uh, he'll ever pitch for for, no, for nothing. Oh, it's by far the best season he's had as a Yankee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're in agreement there. Uh, NL Cy Young, Blake Blake Snell. Yeah, uh, that seems to be like the sexy pick, and I think that's the same thing, right? Like who? What, you look at his. You look at his numbers. He had a horrible start to the season. Yeah, first couple starts. And if you look at his numbers from like May to the end of the season. I forget some of the stats, but like he did some things that like pitchers haven't done in like the live ball era. Yeah, they've been like, crazy. Like it's unbelievable. Like you, he's given up like two earned runs or less in like I don't know twenty something starts mm-hmm. or something. It's re- something absurd. Yeah, it he's he's been really 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 good, and he's struck out a ton. I, there's all these wacky stats like. He's like, like leads the National League in walks, I think, and like winning the Cy Young when leading the National League in walks is like only been done once or yeah. never been done or something. He's got ninety nine walks and two hundred and thirty four strikeouts, so he leads that. Well, he's second in strikeouts, first in walks. You know, like Spencer Strider, could you can make the argument, but he's got a high ERA. He got to 20 wins. I don't know. No one cares about wins anymore. He's also on the best. I mean, I think you and I could probably win five games for the Braves. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a dead serious. I, I might give up 15 runs, but we could win the game 16, 15. <laughs> I mean, not say first Blake Snell to win 14 games on the Padres is, is something crazy. I mean, Blake Snell gave up fifth, 115 hits in 180 innings. That's ridiculous. That's insane. Insane. Yeah, so by comparison, Strider gave up 146 hits in 186 innings. So six more innings, but, you know, 30-something more hits. Right. That is an insane, insane number. So I'm I'm with you. I think it's probably Snell. Um, I just worry that they'll go with the guy who's so, winning. So this is the article I saw. Pedro Padres 
it's from Sports Illustrated. Tom Verducci, always a good one. Padres Blake Snell will be an exceptionally unusual Cy Young winner, right? Um, he started one in six with a 540 ERA through nine starts. Oh my gosh. In 22 starts since then, Snell is 13 and three with a 1.26 ERA while allowing just six home runs. Wow. Um, his curveball was the best pitch in baseball. Batters are hitting 0.076, the lowest against any one pitch any pitcher has thrown at least 500 times. <laughs> <clears throat> he has thrown 599 curveballs. Batters have tried to hit it 260 times. They have 12 hits. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? That's crazy. That is um, crazy. He's historically dominant against right handed hitters, which is crazy. Right. Um, so I don't know what it is. Oh, Blake Snell's 176 average for right handed hitters hitting against him. Um, only four pitchers have ever averaged five walks and 10 strikeouts per nine innings in a qualified season. Nolan Ryan did it four times. Randy Johnson, Sandy Koufax, and Blake Snell. <laughs> Pretty good company to keep right there. Until Snell, no one has ever led the league in ERA while walking five per nine innings. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, I think he's a lock then. Yeah. I didn't realize you started off that bad, though. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Right? And then you think about that. He's had a 1.27 ERA since then. Wow. I mean, that's pretty dominant over a long stretch of the season. I right. Mean, that's... Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chum. Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And he's a free agent. I think he's a free agent. He is. He is. He said he likes being on San- he likes playing. He likes being a Padre but they're not going to pay him $200 million. He's 30 years old. So, you know, a lot younger than Carlos Rodon. Oh, Jesus Christ, with this guy. <laughs> we'll get to him, Paul. We'll do Rookie of the Year real quick. Uh, okay. NL Rookie of the Year, it's got to be Corbin Carroll, right? No, without a doubt. I mean, first rookie ever to do 25-50, batted 285. I mean, led the Diamondbacks to the playoffs. Uh, I, I can't think of anyone that would beat him out for that. Um, um, you know, some other, like, like Spencer Steer had a pretty good season. Yeah. I think if they made the playoffs, I mean, I hate to say that way. They, no, but I don't, I don't think it's as good as Corbin Carroll's. Yeah. But. 
But I think just the juice of like they were not supposed to do anything, and then if he like led them to the playoffs, it would have been like, oh man, you know. But they fell yeah. a little bit short. The American League's a little trickier, you know. They're saying Gunnar Henderson. Yeah, he had a really good year. How many games did he play? All of them. Did he play all of them? I don't know. He he was there on opening day, wasn't he? Oh, I mean, maybe. For some reason, I thought he was called up later on. I could be completely wrong about that. I'm pretty sure he was their opening day third baseman. They have so many young guys, it's hard to keep track of who is going where. It's true. You know? It's true. Um, Let's see where Gunner is. Um, Gunner Anderson. And did you see that that um, Jackson is it Jackson Holiday? Yeah, one minor league hitter of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the, even a, though it's his fir- it's his first year in the minors and he made it all the way to AAA. He's like nineteen, isn't he? Like nineteen years old. Nineteen. He started in rookie ball and made it all the way to AAA at nineteen and one minor league hitter of the year. Yeah, but he the, the somebody's gonna have to get traded at some point, right? Because they these guys all play infield. Well, I think actually he, Jackson Holiday plays shortstop, right? I mean, they'll just they'll just get rid of Jorge Mateo. <laughs> yeah, that's, thanks, a, that's thanks, Mateo. One. See you later, thanks, brother. Thank, thanks for everything. Yeah, I mean, Gunnar Henderson played 150 games. Yeah, had 28 home runs, 82 RBIs, about a 255. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing he'll win the Rookie of the Year. Baltimore made the playoffs. It'll be the same sort of thing. We're like Josh Jones, Josh Young, Josh, Josh Young. Jung. How is he still rookie eligible? I feel like he's been around for years. Is he rookie? I thought he was. Uh, or was yeah, it another? Nah, he still has rookie eligibility. It says. I mean, this is his rookie year. I mean, he he had a worse. Like? He had a worse. Um, he had twenty three home runs, seventy RBIs, batted two sixty six. So not as good of a year. No. No. Uh, on a good team, he's a beast. That guy, though. Yeah, he's yeah, good. This is his. Re- yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Gunner then. So we're in agreement with all these picks. So that means somebody won't win them. This is me. Yeah, they'll, they'll all be wrong. <laughs> they'll all be wrong. So, um, all right. So let's 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 get to the the hard and dirty part, Paul. Okay. The New York Yankees. Yep. Where are we going? Where are we coming from? What went wrong? So, what went right? So I want to start off by saying this, which <laughs> is it's in a year where literally everything that could go possibly wrong for the Yankees went wrong. Right? Judge missed a third of the season. Anthony Rizzo missed a third of the season. Nestor Cortez was not really a factor. Carlos Rodon didn't pitch until the second half of the season. They had to get rid of Aaron Hicks and Josh Donaldson. You know, it was just a disaster. Like, literally, it was a disaster. And even through all that, they were one spot from making the playoffs. Right. They were still competing. And I think they won something like I, I thought of this because one of my friends who's a Phillies fan was like, oh, one of the Yankees play today. Yeah, real funny. <laughs> what are you on a seafood diet? I <laughs> know. Uh, a good one. Real Josh Donaldson joke. 
know, coming from a guy who roots for the team that has the most losses in professional sports history. But yeah. anyway, I digress. And I looked it up, and I, was, I think the Yankees lost like one seven less games than the Phillies. Right, right. Like through all that, like seven less games than a team that's you know the number one nationally wild card. Right, we're, we're on top of the world because they're heading into the playoffs with the wild card. Right. right. So it's weird to me that like it feels like such a disaster, but they still managed to win that many games. It's like everyone's like, ah, oh, Aaron Boone, they gotta get rid of Aaron Boone. Well, the dude's doing something right. If you handled all the things I just mentioned and still finished one spot out of the final wild card. Right. Like they finished ahead of the Red Sox. You know what I mean? Some of these other teams that people were predicting at the beginning of the season. You know, would be so, so good, right? You know, so uh, like, so there's that. But I'm glad that they're, or I'm hoping that they're going to do what they say they're going to do, which is like really sit down and take a look at how they're constructing the team, right? And and the and the information that they're using to determine who they're putting on their roster, because. It seems like from what you're hearing from like Aaron judge, you know, who came out and said some things about this too, is that they're not necessarily like thinking about how players fit with other players or obviously if they're freaking left-handed or not, I know, you know, it's like, it seems like it was just so data driven that they weren't looking at like, yo, this is a better fit for us. Or I just like the way this guy plays baseball from the, like looking at him with my naked eye, you know? So I, I don't know. I'm like, it was like a hard season to sit through and watch because the team was kind of hard to root for at times. And then the end of the year was promising, you know, so you start to see some of these younger guys and maybe what it could look like. It's a shame that Jason Dominguez got hurt because you're not going to be able to watch him play until halfway through next season. Right. But, he'll be out basically the whole year. Right. Right. But I also feel like they're also not that far away from being in the playoffs next year. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, so I'm like somewhat optimistic based off of what I've heard come out because I feel the same way you know, um, in terms of how the roster is constructed and stuff like that. And if half the things that went wrong this year didn't, they might've ended up in a playoff spot. So, yeah, I think Yankee fans, us being two of them, but don't necessarily act this way. Get so like spoiled. And so spoiled is a good word. Um, Used like entitled, to, like enti- entitled. Right. They're entitled to this playoff spot and this World Series spot, and you know it's been since 2009 since the Yankees have won a championship, and it's just like, well, that what well, is what we're supposed to do, and they think they don't have to work for that, and like right. like any t- team, they make bad decisions. There's injuries, and including you and I, people have been yelling for years. Get rid of Donaldson. Get rid of Hicks. Eat that money. 
Well, that's what they did. And guess what? When you do that, this is what happens. You then are in this position where your team's going to stink a little bit because you just are eating that money and getting – what do you think is going to happen after that? It's not fantasy baseball where you're then like, well, now get in Soto and bring Trout in, and then we can get this guy. Like, you, it takes a little while to rebuild what you had and do it in a smart way because when you don't do it in a smart way, you get another version of Hicks and Donaldson. And that's all that's going to happen if you rush into some sort of stupid rebuild and go sign some other 33-year-old washed-up player. Like, no, I, I agree 100%. Reanalyze what you're doing and go, wait a second, what kind of team are we? Because you don't have much of a personality right now. You have Aaron Judge and Mike Stanton who are home run hitters. That's what you have. Uh, you have a lot of young guys who are really good with the glove. We don't really know what they're going to be hitting wise. I don't think um, no. we, we really have no clue. They had the best bullpen ERA in baseball for the season. That should be something to build on. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't have a really back of the, of the bullpen closer. I don't think Clay Holmes is that answer. You don't know what the rotation is because everyone was hurt the whole year. You, you had, you had Garrett Cole was basically the only guy that answered the call every single start. Yep. Everyone else was hurt. Rodone was hurt. Cortez was hurt. Frankie Montas made one, you know, pitched an inning in two thirds or whatever the heck it was at the end of the season. Um, so yeah, those were bad decisions, but don't go now make more bad decisions. He goes, Oh, well we can go get so-and-so who's 37 years old and bring, let's go get Max Scherzer. Why he's old and washed up. Let's not do that. No, I agree. You know, develop some talent, and it's going to take some time, but Yankee fans are so entitled, they can't ever have the patience to do that. So you want to fire Aaron Boone and hire who? Who are you going to hire? Buck Showalter? You going to bring up, uh, what's his name from AAA? Shelly Duncan? Shelly Duncan. Right, who's never managed in the major leagues? You know, you're going to bring Don Mattingly to manage? Like, who do you think you're going to bring in here? No, it's you're right. It's this need for like immediate satisfaction. So a a lot of the moves, right? So it's like the Yankee fan that you're talking about wants that high of when it's like the Yankees went out and they signed, you know, fill in the blank aging superstar Max Scherzer or, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, that's great. All right. They're doing something. But what's actually going to win you games is going to be like the under the radar, like player. You know right. what I mean? Like when the Yankees like traded Roberto Kelly for Paul O'Neill, it wasn't like whoa, Paul O'Neill wasn't a superstar, right? It was a one player mm. for one player trade. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Of, at the at the time, kind of average players, but Gene Michael knew. That's the type of player we want. Yep. And that's the type of player we need. So it doesn't necessarily need to be that A-list player traded from another team. Like like you said, like look at your team. Like what do we need? Right? We don't need exit velocity. We have exit velocity. We have two guys that hit the ball harder than anyone on earth. Right? We don't need nine guys that hit the ball harder than everyone on earth. Right. Who then strike right? out 150 other times. Right. So we also have guys that are subs- – we need guys who get on base. We need left-handed hitters. We need speed. Right. Like that's what we need. So 
it may not be Juan Soto. It may not be Mike Trout, but that's fine. Right. Because you just need, like you said, who are we going to be? Right. And you need fund. The the Yankees don't have any fundamentally sound baseball players. No, just baseball people. You're right. Right. Aaron Judge is a great baseball player. He's one of the most amazing. And I, different level. I'm not comparing the two. Don't get me wrong. The youth baseball that I coach, people don't coach baseball anymore. They coach hitting. And then they go, ah, well, we'll figure out the the fielding and the running and all the other stuff later. I got news for you. It never comes later. And all <laughs> these during a game, well, you don't know what you're doing. Well, all these kids think they're going to hit their way into the major leagues. And and I got news for you. You can learn to hit, but there's always a spot on a team for kids that can field and run and know baseball because th- that's such a begone skill. Now the Yankees have a ton of guys and this, this is clearly been their, their MO, right? They have all the guys that can just swing it. But then when it's like, Hey, I don't know what game it was. It was the bottom of the eighth inning in a tie game. First and second, nobody out for as long as baseball has been played. You bunt the ball. You bunt, Yep. you bunt yep. the guys over because then an out gives you the lead. And I know that I knew I was talking to my son and I said, they're not going to bunt. I guarantee you this guy can't bunt and he, he couldn't bunt. He didn't try to bunt. So there was a pop-up and then there was a double play. And then the Yankees lost in extra innings. That's a basic baseball play. Sacrifice bunt, second and third. Maybe they walk the next guy. Maybe they don't. But now an out, you don't even need a hit to win the game. I know. But they don't have any guys that can do that. They don't have guys that can bunt, that can steal, that can hit behind the runner, that play good defense. That's why the more the year went on, I was like, Isaiah kind of Falefa might be the best player on this team. No, you're right. Because he plays a ton of positions. He runs above average. He plays defense. He handles the bat well. And there's nobody else. Yes, Giancarlo Stanton every once in a while is going to hit the ball 119 miles an hour. But when you need him to hit a ground ball to the right side to move the runner over, guess what? He cannot. He It's not in his ability to do that. And that's what baseball is sometimes. It's not always swing for the fences. So I'm all about if they're going to reevaluate and be like, hey, we need some guys who can take a walk, who can hit the opposite way, who can play some positions. I just hope they actually do that. Well, I know. Well, you, but then you start to look at the roster, right? So, like, you're going to have Wells catching. Right. Right? You're going to have Rizzo back at first. I'm assuming, right? He's still under contract. If his concussion ever gets better. Um, if his concussions ever get better. I mean, he, they said he could have come back at the end of the year, but they were like, there was just no point in doing it. Yeah. But he said he felt like. Yeah, and there's no reason to rush him back in a, in a begone season, right? Like, right, right, yeah. right. But I mean, but those things like come back, you know, once you get one. Right, like right. Your tendency to get, but, but, you know, by all accounts, he would be their first baseman. You'd have. You know, Judge and Wright and, and Volpe playing somewhere on the infield. Yeah. But besides, besides that, like, I mean, maybe Glaber Torres, right? Is he a free agent? I, I don't think he is. 
I thought for some reason he was. I'm going to look it up right now. So did I, and then I thought I it, heard them talking about he's, it. Like he's he, arbitration eligible. So he right, signed right. this year for $9.95 million, free agent in 2025. So, I mean, he, he'll get a good chunk in arbitration because he had 25 home runs. Hit 273. So that's probably why they were trying to trade him. Um, yeah. All right. So maybe you have tourists, but then you think about it, like the rest of that roster is pretty open. Yeah. Because right, they're young. Right. So, like, maybe you have Peraza at third. Maybe you have Cabrera at third. Maybe you have Herrera in left. You know, like, Floreal in center, I don't know, but like I don't know if you could run that team out there. To start the season. To start the season. Like I, I thought Floreal showed flashes. I thought all those young guys showed flashes, but I don't know if that's a World Series winning roster. No. It's not. So okay, so if it's not, then what are you doing with those guys? Right. Who, who are you getting? Because if the opening day ro- lineup is Peraza, Cabrera, Judge, Stanton, Torres, Pereira, Wells. You know what I mean? Like, Right. And I think they're fine with the catcher spot being Wells and, and Ben Rorvat. Apparently, Rorvat is Garrett Cole's personal catcher now. Right? So then Rizzo, I mean, you still got uh, LeMahieu under contract, right? That's true. I forgot so, about that. So yeah. he's got to be somewhere. I mean, there's only so many positions. I mean, if they started Volpe all last year, they're gonna he's gonna start the season at shortstop. I mean, he played 159 games last year. You know, so I mean, maybe Lemayhu plays third, and you 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 go Lemayhu, Volpe, Torres, Rizzo as your infield to start the season, Mm -hmm. And and then. You know, stands your DH judges and right center and left are sort of up for grabs in the in the in spring training. You know, Perea to me showed the least amount of readiness of anything. I'm glad they brought him up, but he he did not seem ready to go. No, he can't hit right-handed pitching. He's like a left-handed hitter. Yeah, left-handed pitching hitter, right? Uh, Florial, I. To me, has nothing left to do in the minor leagues. You either have to play him or trade him because he's got value. He, he he didn't look overmatched. I mean, you still have only given him a handful of major league at bats, but if you send him to AAA so he can bat four hundred again with thirty home runs, he's he's out of options. So the next time you release him, he goes to waivers and somebody's going to pick him up. I don't. I just can't see him starting as a center fielder for the Yankees. Yeah. But to me, he's a better bench bat than others. You know. Yeah. Like Cabrera I, I has shown how... no power. Cabrera's bonus is he plays everywhere. You know. Um, Cabrera is the best bench. Because he's a switch hitter mm-hmm. who plays every position. Right. And I think that's what's saving him right now is just his glove because he can't he can hit. I mean, he mm. he had a negative war last last season in, you know, 290 at-bats. He just 
he doesn't have maybe he'll work I'm sure he'll work on it in the offseason and spring training and everything else he just he did not hit but he he can literally play the outfield and every infield spot so and like you said he's a switch hitter it's it's but, it's crowded with young guys that have potential but like like you were saying they're not really there you know to start a season as this is our starting lineup to roll out there. Let's go make the world series. Now, I think you would have had Dominguez and left starting opening day. Had he not got hurt, so that would have been, you know, something else, you know, mm-hmm. a little more balanced to the lineup. So like, I think they got to go get a center fielder. I think they got to get, you know, maybe another infielder, you know, put Peraza at second, go out and get a third baseman, like an actual third baseman that hits home runs like every other, everybody other team's third baseman. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, so, I don't know. Like, who are the big free agents next year? Uh, Matt Ch- Matt Chapman. Well, I mean, the, obviously the big one, Shohei Otani, right? Yeah, I've heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Chapman. I mean, Matt Chapman has New York Yankees overspending written all over it, but doesn't it? And, and when you look at his numbers, he stinks. Yeah, he's not. He's not where you want to go. Matt Chapman to me is not the. No. Uh, so here's free agents for next year. Shohei Otani, Marcus Stroman, Javier Baez has an opt-out. He's not opting out. What are you, crazy? No, he would get literally nothing. I mean, Joey Votto is retiring. Uh, Hinju Ryu. Clayton Kershaw is an unrestricted free agent. Clayton Kershaw has got <laughs> New York $40 million a year written all over it at age 35. Charlie Morton will be 40. Uh, Martin Perez. Oh, here. I mean, listen. Hear me out on this one, Paul. Hear me out, okay? 31-year-old Jock Peterson hitting moonshots over that right field wall. That's not bad. 31 years old. He made he made $19 million last year. His market value is $15 million. You give him a two-year, $24 million contract or something, he's 31 years old. The dude can hit. He can flat out hit. He's a left-handed Stanton. I think you platoon him with Stan. And I think he plays first base. He definitely plays first base some too. 
You could play outfield. You could DH him when there's a righty on the mound. Dude, if you have a lineup that's like Volpe, Judge, Peterson, or even if you go like Torres, Judge, Peterson, Stanton, Rizzo. I mean, Jock Peterson will hit 50 home runs in Yankee Stadium. Michael, can you just... You're getting right then to the same trap of getting these players who all they could do is hit home runs and nothing else. Yeah, you're right. But Michael Conforto is 30 years old. No, thanks. I mean, here's the big one, Paul. Cody Bellinger. Oh, yeah, that's right. He has a mutual $12 million option. He's not going to pick that up because he outplayed it. Now, here's, no. here's the one I really want. Uh, and he's a little bit older, but Josh Bell. Uh, Josh Bell is my white whale. I yeah, love, he's been great. I, I love great. him. I love he's him. He's been great. They were just, I was just watching the beginning of the Phillies game before we started, and uh, they were talking about how he hit as many home runs with the Marlins in like 50 games than he did in 100 in Cleveland. And they he said it was because they like made adjustments to his swing. Like he wasn't like lifting the ball. Like he has like a change like the swing path of his swing. Yeah. He'd probably hit 50 home runs in Yankee stadium too. Now he doesn't really have a position because you don't really want to play Josh Bell in the outfield. He has played the outfield in the past. Uh, yeah. You don't like that. Uh, yeah, Cause he's a first baseman. Eduardo Rodriguez. He's not going to, he has an $18 million option. He's not opting out of that. No. Uh, Josh Hader's a free agent, huh? 29 year old lefty closer. Teoscar Hernandez. No. Uh, Matt Chapman, who's 30. Reese Hopkins, huh? Reese Hoskins, 30. First baseman. Lucas Giolito, 29. Where are all the young guys? Give me some young guys. I think it was like the the next year was like the year where there was a yeah. ton. Michael Lorenzen, uh, Giovanni Orcello's uh, free agent, thirty one <laughs> years old. Hey, Rich Hill's available, go. Paul, forty three year old Rich Hill. Ahmad Rosario, twenty seven. He had a terrible year. His price will probably plummet. <laughs> he did have a horrible year. C.J. Crone. Jerkerson Profar, Max Kepler, Michael Waka. Michael Waka is still only 32. It seems like he's been in the league forever. Yeah, she had a pretty good year. So. Jack Flaherty's only 27 years old. He's always hurt. Jamar Candelaria would be a good pickup, to be honest with you. He's a good player. He plays third base, though. So, yep, 29.8 years old. He's He's someone they should target. He played really well for the Cubs. We watch a lot of Cubs games. My son's a Cubs fan. He's he he played great for them. Um, Lourdes Goriel Jr. Talk about a, a right-handed hitter who can hit. Not a home run guy. He can just hit. He can rake. He's a unrest, unrestricted free agent. Does he play left? He plays left field every day. He's not a DH. He plays left field. They should they should target Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and Jamar Candelario. 
I'd be on board with that. Those are the two guys they should really, really go after. Uh, because they're both under 30. They're going to be a little expensive. Hey, Gary Sanchez is out there. Um, and they're good, good hitters. And one of them has purple hair. Do the Yankees allow you to have purple hair? I don't know if it's short enough. I guess they could. He, he may, maybe he'll just dye it gray. You know, <laughs> to fit in with the old man vibe. Of yeah, the team. it's fit with the old man vibe. So those are my picks, Paul. That's what I'm saying right there. I, I would, I would, I'd be on board with that. And the I big, like that. I mean, Joey Gallo is out there. The big one, like Aaron Nola, is out there. It'd be great to get Aaron Nola. If you will, if you really want to go all in, you you sign Jorge Soler and Jock Peterson, and you roll out an outfield of Jock Peterson, Jorge Soler, Aaron Judge. <laughs> I think you go Blake. I think you go Blake Snell. Yeah, Blake Snell's not on this list for some reason, or I just missed him. No, maybe he's not. I thought he was. Is he like a arbitration guy too, or? I don't know. For some reason, it's not like letting me open. This is a, a me problem, not anything else. I can't like open a second window. Mac computers can be weird at times. Oh, here we go. No, it says free agent 2024. So oh, that's okay. next year. Yeah, it's, his, his name's just not popping up right here. Hmm. Oh, let me see. I'll just go to pitchers. Starting pitcher. Update. Now it's not working. Anyway. So you want to go Blake Snell? Yep. And then um, the two guys you mentioned. Yeah, I would love to get those guys, man. Because then when Jason Dominguez comes back, he could play center. Yeah. Right. He was playing center for them, wasn't he? Yeah, he was playing great. Right. So then you could have Goriel. Candelario. Actually, actually, they shouldn't sign Goriel. They should wait and sign Juan Soto. Yeah. I mean... What is that? Two years away? It's not after. Ne- it's after next season, right? He's a free agent in twenty five. Right. Yeah, but I th- you know they're going to get Goriel. I mean, Lourdes Goriel is not going to be a ton of money. And right now he's making like three million bucks. Or do you think they could pry Soto away from the Padres this off season? I mean, I think they definitely can. I mean, they're going to be looking to trade him a hundred percent. Do you think they'd have to give up Jason Dominguez and or Anthony Volpe? Probably not Volpe because they need outfielders. They don't have. I don't. I mean, would you care to? Um, I would give up everyone but Dominguez. That's yeah, I wouldn't give up Dominguez. I mean, I wouldn't be thrilled to give up Volpe just because he – was your starting shortstop for a whole season. Now you just open another can of worms, but what's that other guy's name they got in the minors? Trey Sweeney. They have another alleged prospect in the minor leagues. Um, And then I think their first pick this draft was a shortstop. It was, it it was, but like, if you want to take Pereira, Peraza and whoever else could take them all. I mean, this Juan Soto is a yeah. proven player who is allegedly 29 years old. <laughs> no, he's allegedly like 23, dude. No, he's 29 in 358 days. He was Juan bo- Soto? Yeah, he's born in 1993. October 10th, 1993. He's got a birthday coming up. 
He's about to turn 30. Oh, no, this is Lourdes Goriel's page. Sorry. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way in hell. I, I had the wrong page open. Juan Soto's like 20, allegedly like 24 years old. Yeah, 24 and 343. Also, a birthday in October cannot be a coincidence. <laughs> so, yeah, I say trade them all. But like we have talked about many times, what, what you keep in all these guys that might might turn into good players. This guy is already a superstar player, and he's it's younger just, than half of them. I don't know if the Padres want any of these guys. That's the problem. Yeah, they traded all their other guys for uh, for Soto. For Soto, right? Didn't work out though. So maybe they learned a lesson. All right, so you're picking, you're going with Astros Braves as well. That's what we're, that's our consensus pick, right? Um, that was my son's pick. Okay, what's your pick? I know you hate the Astros. You would never pick them to win anything. I hate the Astros. Yeah, um, it's understandable. I'm gonna go. Um, I think I'm gonna pick the Phillies to come out of the National League. Really, Paul? The Phillies, of all things. I don't know, man. I mean, I want to pick the Diamondbacks. I just can't do it. I, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like Citizens Bank Park is like a tough place to play. And I feel like the, their team feels like they got something, like they came so close last year that they want to get there again. I don't know. That lineup is pretty ridiculous. And it's really good. If Zach Wheeler could pitch like he did tonight. And I've seen Zach Wheeler pitch against the Braves a handful of times to see them randomly. Yeah. And they didn't hit him very well. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious how anyone ever hits, shuts the Braves down. I, I'm, you know. But the Phillies have good pitching. They do. And their lineup can hit, too. It's not as though they're, you know the Brewers that have to rely so much on their pitching and because yeah. their lineup isn't as strong. Yeah. That was a great, I was really happy that the, uh, that my diamondbacks got that draw. I don't think the Brewers are good at all. Well, um, they've had a bad, the, they've had a disappointing the, season. The Brandon Woodruff injury is crushing for them, dude. Yeah. And I mean, so here's the crazy thing, right? I mean, it's top of the ninth. So the game's not over, but the diamondbacks are up six, three. I mean, they started Brandon Pafatit in this game. I mean, they didn't because they had to use their pitching to get into the playoffs. Brandon fought. Fought that. <laughs> um, so it's not like they could even throw. Right. Uh, that was the Brewers' best pitcher. So, like. Right. It was Freddie Peralta's coming next. Right. So they had. Well, it's undecided right now, but it, they have Zach Gallen coming back in game two. It's not like they had to go Zach Gallen versus. Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns. This was the game they should have won. At home, Corbin Burns versus Brandon Pafatit. Um, I just like to say his name. It's like the weirdest name I've ever seen. Uh, and you're going to lose that game. I mean, you can't lose that game. And they're about to. So it's well, kind of Brandon crazy. Woodruff was going to follow him, but then it was just announced like yesterday that he's like out for the playoffs with the shoulder thing. Yeah. So I guess they haven't decided who's going to pitch. Or they're just going to yeah. move whoever up. And, you know, New Jersey's own Zach Gallon will just wrap that baby up. So. Yeah, I'm going 
I don't just don't know about the. It's tough. Like, I feel like the all the good teams are in the National League. I feel like like the I Dodgers are good. The Dodgers are good. The Phillies are good. The Braves are good. Like that's all. Like the whatever the NLCS is going to be is going to be more exciting than the World Series. I think. I I, I agree with you because like. The Dodgers are like sneaky, just sitting there and not really even getting looked at, and they're probably the second best team in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. It's just they don't have that like the starting pitching that you're used to, you know, with like Urias not being there, and obviously <laughs> right. Walker Bueller's been out. Like yeah. Kershaw's a hundred. Like who's pitching in that? Right. Who pitches? I don't even know who pitches for them. Yeah. They got uh, they got guys. And then the Rays blew it today. I feel like the Rays do this every year. They're like amazing, amazing. Then they show up in the playoffs and make four errors. It's like, hey, I thought they were good all year. Now they stink. But like, like the Rangers, like their pitching is nothing now. Yeah. That well, you know I, I, mean? I, I thought they were going to blow their whole entire <laughs> chances to make the playoffs. <laughs> like 10 games in a row, they stunk. Yeah. But I agree yeah, with that- you. Like the Twins, Blue Jays could care less. I, I mean, I watched the game, but the first round in the AL, call me when the Orioles and the Astros are playing somebody. Right. It's just right. boring. It's a boring series, man. And if the uh, Orioles are the best team in the American League, even they, like, aren't, aren't, good. As, good, aren't as good as the three best teams in the National League, right. you know, on paper anyway, you know. So I don't know, like, what's the like what's the best matchup that could happen in your mind? Like, if you had to pick, like, not who you think is going to win, but, like, what would be the most compelling World Series? Like, what is that? What is it? I think the most compelling World Series is the yeah. Orioles versus the Braves or the Phillies. Two East Coast teams, Bryce Harper... Any, it's got to be the Orioles from the AL. Rays, because Rangers, Twins, Blue Jays are out. No one cares about them. The Astros, like you and I, unless you're an Astros fan, everyone hates them. And it's like they've just been there so much. It's just like, okay, how many times do we have to watch a team play the Astros right. in, this, that, in the World wh- Series? How many times do you have to watch a team that everyone thinks, che- everyone knows cheated and still hates? We still hate you, <laughs> right? Like... <laughs> You've not been punished. You've not apologized. Like, I don't know when that hatred goes away, but never, it never does. Uh, Right. So I think it has to be the Orioles to be compelling. I think it could be the Braves just because you have the dominant team versus the team that hasn't been good in a long time. Well, and dude, when you look at like this, the Braves lineup, and their final year-end stats, it's ridiculous. Oh, it's like better than the murderer's row. Right. Like if you made they, those stats up and you're like, oh, I, I simulated MLB the show for a season. They'd be like, this isn't realistic. Like, look at this. This is stupid. Like, didn't they have n- nine guys hit 20 home runs? 41, 37, 54, 33, 40, 18, 17, 21, 21, 11, and then Kevin Pillar hit nine. Uh, yeah. Their RBI totals are 106, 97, 139, 109, 100, 57, 65, 74, 68, 39, 32. Like, it's ridiculous, man. 
and I think they had like their batting averages are 337, 281, 283, 280, 274, 293, 264, 255, 251. Every one of those is better than any player on the New York Yankees. Every one of them. I mean, who led the Yankees in batting? It's a judge. I, I guess. I think it was. And he probably hit what? 270? Yeah. Like oh, he, 275. Yeah. So judge judge. Oh, no. Glabar hit 273. Judge hit 267. So the Yankees batting averages are 273, 209, 243, 244, 191, 267, 242. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's ridiculous. So I think if they make it, it's just like, look at this ridiculous group of people having a season. That's crazy. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. I don't, I think people can embrace the fact that they're really good and no one hates them. Um, I think the Phillies, Bryce Harper is sort of the face of baseball, you know, people yeah. like Schwarber, you know, uh, and I think if the Diamondbacks somehow made the world series, it would just be like, it's all these young kids running around like maniacs. Uh, I think even though the Marlins, no one cares. About it would be a super long shot, but they still don't care because no one cares about the Marlins in Miami. Right. I think that'd be the thing, right? It, it somehow their, their world series game wouldn't sell out. So I, I would love to see Orioles Braves or Orioles Phillies. And I think MLB would too, because it's East coast games, you know, Orioles haven't been there forever. Right. The only other one, I agree with you. I think that's, that's exactly what I thought. It has to be the Orioles and probably the Braves. Yeah. Um, the only other one that may be kind of interesting is if it was Astros Dodgers rematch, because the last time they played was the year the Astros cheated. Oh yeah. And beat the Dodgers. So like, that's the only other one that maybe have a storyline that you would be like interested in, even if you weren't like a diehard baseball fan. Yeah. But I don't really want to watch that unless uh, you could guarantee me that the Dodgers swept them. (laughs) 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 Right. And like somebody got beat up and, you know. Right. Jose Altuve cried like a bitch. Right. And like got caught cheating and then got suspended from baseball forever. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, Uh, uh, we'll have to check in, Paul. Great, great, uh, great predictions. Some true, yeah. some false. <laughs> Mostly inaccurate. Uh, you know, you can't win them all, as they like to say, Paul. Maybe so. next show we should do predictions for the off season, And then when opening day comes, we'll see if we got any right. You know, after the playoffs, what we can do is take a real deep dive into how we would rebuild the Yankees. And then see what they actually do. And, and see then, how close we get. How well, how close we get, and then how stupid they do something. I'm like, oh, look, they did sign Clayton Kershaw to a three year deal <laughs> for $50 million. So now him and Rodone can both get rocked in their to their yeah. 40s, you know? Yeah, we could, uh, we could do what we would do and then predict what we think they're gonna do, right? Yeah, it sounds like a plan to me. Well, you know what that sound means. This episode of the Two Guys from Jersey podcast has come to an end. If you like the show, leave a comment, a like, a rating, or just share it with your friends. You can also find us on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. 
at jerseyguypod or shoot us an email njguyspod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hope to see you next time.